God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. Jesus Christ, He is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Jesus Christ, He is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when He lived and walked among people. And He makes a difference today because He was raised from the dead and He is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. We have a very exciting program today. We'll hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding your purpose in Christ, and in the second half hour, our interview segment is with author Nancy Nauman, who wrote Sunday to Monday and Unboxed. Let's start off with this song from Chris Tomlin. Life endures. My 
of us in the body of Christ have a purpose. Not a one of us have been misplaced or relegated by God to a function of insignificance. In the church, from the youngest to the oldest, we all have the same fullness in Christ, and each of us have received all that is included in the gift of Holy Spirit. Each member in the church of God, which is the body of Christ, God's church is a member in particular with a specific calling and responsibility. In the body of Christ, there is no room for comparison between members or disdain of another's calling and ministry. The bottom line and standard for each of us is the written word of God and the spirit of God, which works within the heart and life of an individual. The love of God the members of the church have one for another is to be the same love that Christ has for all within the church. Today I pray that each of us see more clearly that God has made us able ministers to live the life of service he has called each of us to. Let's begin in the book of Colossians chapter 1. If you have your Bible handy, we'll start at verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him, in Christ, should all fullness dwell. The word fullness here emphasizes the completeness that Christ has. Christ Jesus has received all that is available from God. God withheld nothing from his Son. And it pleases the Father that his Son is complete. Jesus Christ regained all that Adam lost in the garden and even so much more. Romans chapter 5 shows us part of that completeness that is found in Christ. Let's start in verse 17 of Romans chapter 5 and we'll read through verse 21. And the version that I want to read here is the Phillips translation. We'll start in verse 17. For if one man's offense, Adam's offense meant that men should be slaves to death all their lives, it is a far greater thing that through another man, Jesus Christ, men by their acceptance of his more than sufficient grace and righteousness should live all their lives like kings. Verse 18, We see then that as one act of sin, that's Adam's disobedience, exposed the whole race of men to God's judgment and condemnation. So, one act of perfect righteousness, what Jesus Christ did, presents all men freely acquitted in the sight of God. One man's disobedience, Adam's disobedience, 
placed all men under the threat of condemnation. But one man, Jesus Christ, obedience has the power to present all men righteous before God. Grace is a bigger thing than the law. Verses 20 and 21. Now we find that the law keeps slipping into the picture to point the vast extent of sin. Yet, though sin is shown to be wide and deep, thank God his grace is wider and deeper still. The whole outlook changes. Sin used to be the master of men and in the end handed them over to death. Now, grace, that is the ruling factor, with righteousness as its purpose and its end, the bringing of men to the eternal life of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the Phillips translation of Romans chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Grace, it says, is the ruling factor. Righteousness is its purpose. God's favor toward you is the reigning truth. Well-pleasing in the sight of God, our Father, that is the result. Possibly one of the hardest things for most men and women to accept is that God loves them. All our lives, for the most part, we have been told by the world that we don't amount to much and that our lives really don't make a difference. For some, it has been beat into their head that they can never measure up because they fall short in some area of life. Maybe they didn't look the right way or live in the right neighborhood, or maybe they came from a broken family, or they had little money, or they were too short or too tall or too skinny or too fat, or you fill in the blank. The standards of men will always cause us to feel as if we don't measure up. Hearts are hardened because of believing the lies of the world of who we are or who we are not because of some standard of measure outside ourselves. Well, God's grace and his love, that heals the heart. It is the heart that needs the mending. The love of God, that is what melts the layers of hardness in anyone's heart. I remember a while back a story told to me by a young lady about when she was in high school she was at a Saturday night party, and at the party, there were what some might call gang bangers or, or tough guys. Well, she sat down next to one of them and proceeded to tell him about God's love for him and that Jesus Christ loved him and that Jesus had died for him. The young man began to cry. He said that no one had ever told him that he was loved by anyone. How sad that anyone would have never been told that they were loved. Yet how wonderful that night that young man knew that God loved him because a young lady reached out to him with the love of God in her heart and she shared the love of Christ. How does all this tie into the Father being pleased that all fullness and completeness dwells in Christ? Well, let's go back to the book of Colossians 
in chapter 1 once again, but let's look at verse 27 this time. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All fullness and completeness dwells in Christ. Here we see in verse 27 of Colossians that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the Spirit of God, received when we believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confessed Jesus as Lord. It is the same quality and quantity and inherent power that dwells in Christ. The Spirit of God dwells in every fiber of your being because it's Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. For the most part, the Christian church has lived so far below par because we have seen ourselves as man kicked out of the garden of God's perfection. We have identified with that old nature that was given to us by Adam in his disobedience to God. The world so magnifies man in his fallen state. Just look at the evening news. All you hear about is hate, destruction, and murder, and the list just goes on and on and on. Most have focused their attention on the sin nature inherited from Adam rather than to look to the righteousness in the newness of life that we have received in Christ. It's Christ in you, and it pleases the Father that all completeness dwells in Christ. Part of that completeness is the righteousness of God. That righteousness is in the Christ in you. You are worthy of all the Father has to give. You are accepted in the most remarkable group, that being the family of God. Still in Colossians, let's look at chapter 2, uh, verses 9 and 10. For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of God dwells in Christ. What did we just read in chapter 1, verse 27? Where is Christ? Christ is in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 10. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Christ. You are complete because all fullness dwells in you. For it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The depth of that word complete there in verse 10 means completely, completely, absolutely complete. In other words, you're lacking nothing. God has given all that's available. God has given all that's available to give in Christ. Spiritually, you and I are lacking nothing. It will become manifested, the wealth, the riches, the greatness of the Christ within. It will become manifested or shown forth in the senses realm when we believe God and live his word. I'd like to take a look at some verses here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1. 
It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. And that word faint means to lose heart or to give up because of the circumstances and the pressures of life. Well, we don't faint. We don't give up. We don't quit because we have received mercy in this ministry our Father has given us. Verse 2, But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. We don't walk in craftiness. We don't handle the word of God deceitfully. And to handle it deceitfully is to purposefully endeavor to entrap men and to persuade them to believe something contrary to the truth. Verse 3, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And that word lost is perishing. If our gospel is hid, it's hid to those that are perishing. In whom, verse 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It's the God of this world, Satan, the devil, who has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Verse 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. We don't preach a ministry. We don't preach a group. We don't preach any other person. Who we preach is Jesus Christ. That is who we preach. He is our Lord, and we are his servants. Verse 6, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts with the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, But we have this treasure. What is that treasure? That treasure is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, in our bodies, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, not of you or I. We don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus, our Lord, and the greatness of what God has done for us through Christ. We are able ministers. We do not handle the word of God deceitfully. We do not walk in craftiness. We show forth the truth of God's word as we speak that word, as we walk in love, and as we live that word. Let's continue in 2 Corinthians here, chapter 4. Let's go down to verse 16. For which cause we faint not? Well, what's the cause? For which cause that we wouldn't faint? The previous verses refer to persecution, uh, distress, being forsaken, and so forth. Well, for which cause, the persecutions, we faint not. We don't give up. We don't get discouraged. We don't quit because of the circumstances and the pressures of life. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man the spirit within, the Christ within, is renewed day by day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, and that 
word affliction is the word that means the pressures of life. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That light affliction, which is but for a moment, that word light is just like a, a feather. It can just be blown about. The light affliction. The pressures of life are so light as a feather, which is but for a moment, and that word moment is the briefest period of time, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, and the things which are not seen are eternal. No matter what the pressures of life may throw at us, we don't faint. We continue to boldly hold forth God's word. We continue to love people with the love of God and make known the greatness of what Jesus Christ has done for mankind. The world's not going to know unless you and I tell them. Our neighbors aren't going to know unless we tell them. My co-workers aren't going to know the greatness of God's love for them unless somebody tells them. Each of us has a ministry within the body of Christ. And if you're not sure what that ministry is, begin to operate the ministry of reconciliation by speaking God's word to people and telling them about the greatness of who God is and what he's done for them through Jesus Christ. And share with people the greatness of what God has done for you. Tell your story of how you've been delivered, of whatever it might have been, and how God has blessed your life and poured out his abundance, that you have a peaceful heart, and that you have all that God has made available. The pressures of this world are just a light affliction, and they're only for a moment. This 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years is nothing compared to eternity. So these light afflictions are only for a moment. And they work for us a far more exceeding and eternal reward when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Each of us in the body of Christ have a purpose. Not a one of us has been relegated to insignificance by God. Look to your Heavenly Father to show you the greatness of of who he is and what he's done for you and the greatness of who he sees you to be because of the Christ within and all that Jesus Christ has accomplished for you. You are greatly loved. Don't ever forget that. Go out today knowing who you are in Christ, for it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. glorious gathering when we meet him in the air 
that trumpet play We will know it's time to go We'll be on our way In the twinkling of an eye We shall all be changed And he will take us home Where he's prepared for us a place Oh, he's coming back Before we move into our interview segment, let's hear from a couple of our sponsors. Are you looking for mobile app development for your business or organization? Look no further than Wasatch Technology, developing mobile apps for both the iPhone and Android platform. Among our accomplishments, the Sedona Hiking app has made hiking the many Sedona trails exciting and fun. The Aramaic New Testament app allows the New Testament to come alive. The Grace Christian Fellowship app gives audio access to teachings. And coming soon, the Cayman Snorkel app. Call Wasatch Technology at 630-448-0261 or visit our website, wasatchtech.com. 
Do you have questions about your retirement? As an Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Mark Yackey can help with the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Mark Yackey, Certified Financial Planner, today at 630-955-1400. Office is located at 2323 Naperville Road, Suite 150, Naperville, Illinois. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. John's Handyman Service has been serving the Naperville and Aurora area for over 10 years. John is a retired U.S. Army veteran who knows how important it is to be on time every time. John's Handyman Service provides all your home repair needs, including carpentry, painting, electrical, plumbing, decks, finished basements, and kitchen and bathroom remodels. No job is too big or too small for John's Handyman Service. Call John at 630-392-4970. That's 630-392-4970. Our guest today is Nancy Nauman. Nancy has worked in the business world for over 35 years in Fortune 500 corporations, mid-sized to small privately held companies, and she has founded two business service ventures. Nancy is the founder of the organization Sunday to Monday and author of two books, Unboxed and Sunday to Monday, which is the guidebook on how to bring a Sunday heart to work on Monday. Welcome, Nancy. It's great to have you with us today on The Solution. And, Greg, it's just very great to be here. I thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Can you tell us uh, your story and what incident motivated you to encourage people to share their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in the workplace? Okay, I'll I'll go back a little bit. I was born in the Garden State, the Flower State, and actually my family had a flower-growing business, so I grew up next to glass greenhouses full of carnations and chrysanthemums and tulips, and my mom took my sister and I to church every Sunday. It was a denomination that did not include Bible study. As I got into adulthood, I felt an obligation to go to church, but eventually it only went to two times a year, Easter and Christmas. I married, and I moved to Illinois, and a few years later, my marriage ended, and I was left with a two-year-old son to raise. Mm -hmm. But very much of a pivotal point in my faith walk uh, was on March 2004, and I was sitting in a Starbucks with a business acquaintance at a table near the front window, and a car drove through that glass window, Mm. and it uh, was coming toward me, and that right front fender was so close, and I was just fear-filled and frozen in my chair, but my last thought was, you know, who's going to take care of my son, Philip? But at that moment, uh, I was just lifted up. It was as if hands held that chair, lifted it, and I was tossed out of the path of that car. Wow. And it was at that point I realized that, you know, God is very real, and, you know, he saved me for for some reason. So at that point I joined a non-denominational church, uh, went into Bible study very heavily, and uh, my faith really, really grew and deepened. Mm-hmm. And the presence of God had always been with me in church on Sunday and fellowship with other believers, but that Monday morning at work, it was different. All of a sudden, the peace that I had felt 
you know, was, was not there. And it happened one day, and I just uh, was looking at the emails and listening to, you know, gossip behind closed doors, and I just said, you know, these people, you know, we would all call ourselves Christians, but my peace was gone, my stomach tightened, and I just said, you know, a, a voice just whispered in my heart, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And what if Christians were Christians at work? You know, what would happen? What would happen to me? And that started the seed for Sunday to Monday. Mm, okay, well, that's quite a life-changing moment for sure there in that coffee shop, how God had his hand of protection on your life. It, it really was. It, it made a whole difference. I said, sometimes God throws stones, and here he threw a jaguar at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's something you couldn't miss. <laughs> well, you know, in light of that, what does it mean to bring your Sunday heart to work on Monday? Maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Okay. Um, again, as I had mentioned, Sunday, you know, I was in church, and you had fellowship with other believers, and you just felt, you know, you were very much aware of the presence of God. And I say, this is your Sunday heart. And Monday, when you walk into your workplace, you should stop at the door and say, you know, Jesus, walk with me. And this is what it means to bring your Sunday heart to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, what you're going to find is that your actions and words are going to reflect who Jesus is, and you're going to bring light, you know, God's love to all of those that you, you know, come in contact with in the workplace. And I say what happens when uh, Sunday Heart comes to work on Monday is you're actually going to be able to encourage and support, you know, fellow Christians that are colleagues. You're going to actually be able to show what Jesus is like, you know, for those who don't know Jesus Christ. And you're going to find your relationship with Jesus will deepen because you're actually spending more time with him within the work week. Mm-hmm. And a result of that, I mean, God's going to have softened hearts to continue to work in because, you know, you brought that light in there. Right. And it's always such a blessing to have a co-worker that's a believer that will encourage you and give you those loving words when you need them or that, that loving quote-unquote pat on the back to, to keep you standing strong for God and his word and not giving that's, into the pressure. Absolutely, Greg. That, that's, that really is a help. Yeah. Well, you know, in your book, Sunday to Monday, you have multiple illustrations of the living word in the hearts of individuals in the workplace. Is there one of those illustrations that stands out to you above the others, and if so, why? Greg, I would say that one really stands out to me. It's a story about Andrew. Uh, He illustrates what happens when a Christian falls into the belief that we live in two worlds, a spiritual Sunday and a secular Monday. And what happens with Andrew, I have part of the illustration, is he's, you know, sitting with a tight stomach and clenched hands because he's just signed off on a financial report he knew that was not accurate, and he was pressured into doing this because of a boss so that the numbers would look good for the shareholders. And then what Andrew does is he turns to his computer, he sees emails, and one of them is from his Christian men's group, Uh, from church and he's an active member of the church an active member of that men's group and he signs up for the invitation you know for a breakfast and a a day of delivering furniture to a halfway house for you know domestic abuse victims and that is 
a picture of what it's like when, again, a Christian believes there's two worlds, you know, the spiritual Sunday, secular Monday. Mm-hmm. But then what happens with him is he understands that, no, that's not true. And then six months later, he runs into a similar situation, but he doesn't change the numbers. He works with some colleagues to come up with better plans to make profit for the company and presents it to his boss. And Andrew just feels such peace and knows there could be a coincidence of him losing his job or angering his boss, but he he doesn't care. He's very peace-filled and settled because he knows that it's right. And that's the example of what happens to a Christian when we realize we are to be a Christian in all that we do. Mm -hmm. Well, in light of that, Nancy, is there one overriding truth that would help, like myself and, and our listeners, to feel more comfortable in sharing our faith in the workplace? Trusting in God. I think we need to trust Him that we are exactly where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be working in this place with this boss, with these colleagues. We're supposed to trust God that He's prepared us to do exactly what we're what He's calling us to do. And we're also to trust Him that He works in ways that we don't always see or understand. And I say that because the the coworker who doesn't know Jesus may notice that, you know, you're not the one gossiping. And then God's going to hand that coworker over to another Christian who's brought their Sunday heart to work on Monday and maybe another and another Christian until finally God brings him to that individual, that Christian who's able to share the gospel because that coworker is ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. And we just have to be in complete obedience and, again, trust God. Right. He does the heavy lifting. Yes, he sure does. And in light of what you just said, it makes me think of that verse, Philippians 2.13, for it's God who works within you to willing to do of his good pleasure. In other words, there's no coincidence. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, can you share with us a personal incident when someone, either yourself or another, that you were in contact with, uh, shared their faith in the workplace and God went to work in a mighty way and brought a great deliverance? Oh, Greg, I think what you touched on it earlier. My, you know, the incident I have had is that God, I find that God just brings Christians together in a workplace. I can't explain how this happens. I can't explain, you know, how, I just can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But he does. And because he does, it's just so evident to me how he reaches and supports each of us through other people as well, through other Christians. And it just gives you such comfort and encouragement. And like, you know, Greg, you know, Mike was one of those people. Okay. And you you both met at work. Mike is a mutual friend that Nancy and I both had. That's how I got in contact with Nancy. And Mike shared Nancy's book at our church where we go. And you and Mike, uh, do you want to share a little bit about the incident on how you met or... Yeah, we were just actually working in the, in the same group. Uh, Mike was working as a consultant, and I was working for the director as an assistant. And mm-hmm. it was uh, about 12 consultants, and you could just tell that Mike was different from some of the others. And, you know, and just the way he handled himself and just a kind, very kind person, just someone who was just treated everyone treated everyone well and everyone equally mm-hmm. and you just had a sense that there was you know just something something different and maybe that's what 
drew me to Mike or whatever, but yeah, and found out Mike was an incredible Christian. And, mm-hmm, right. And there were other individuals uh, within the company as well that, you know, you just had an incident that, uh, you know, just kind of said that, yeah, this right. person is a believer and they're walking their faith. Right. And when I, you have a situation, when I had a situation, you know, I, I could talk to Mike or talk to one of those other people and they can put things in perspective or give you strength or give you support. Um, and if I found that it was, if it was my situation and I wasn't looking at things correctly, you know, they would they would gently uh, bring that forward as well. But that's, that's what makes the difference. Yeah, you certainly can see and sense the love of God when it lives in the heart and life of a man or a woman. That's wonderful. Uh, Nancy, what's on your heart today that you'd like to share with the listeners to encourage their heart toward God and the things of God? My my thought is the time is now. I think the, the world needs our light more than at any other time. And my vision is to see a ministry in each church. Let's call it a, a Christ in the workplace ministry. We have men's groups. We have youth groups. We have preschool groups, women's groups. But I would like to see a ministry that would have a main purpose to encourage and equip and develop those workplace Christians who are members of the church and to support them to be who they are, to walk with Jesus and to bring that Sunday heart to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would encourage listeners to share this vision uh, to their church leadership because... The workplace is a huge mission field, and we have the disciples to serve it. You know, we can do this. Right, right. And we're there eight hours a day at least, most of the time. Yes, so. absolutely. Now, you, you do have another book out as well um, if, called Unboxed. Could you just tell us a little bit about that? Unboxed is all about uh, trust. There's eight reasons why we need to trust God in the workplace, and Unboxed covers each of those eight reasons. Trusting in the Lord is something that I have um, really been very heavily I guess, put on my heart for a number of years, but I really see how that works in the, in the workplace, where you trust Him that someone needs to be influenced and touched by you. Uh, Trust him that you are being placed somewhere so that you can become a better person, that God can work some things out of you. And that's basically what that book book is saying. Stick with it until God says move on. Excellent. Well, Nancy, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, maybe have you speak at their small group Bible study, maybe their their place of business, or maybe their church, or if they'd like to order one of your books, what would be the best way for people to get a hold of you? Okay, Greg, the best way would, I have a website, it's sundaytomonday.com, and there's a link in there that links to Amazon, because my book is available on Amazon, as well as I can fill uh, orders for more than one book myself. But I appreciate any comments or feedback or whatever within uh, that website. And okay, we'll put a link up there uh, so people can reach you through the website as well as through Amazon.com. We'll do that, okay, too. Thank you. Nancy, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. And I thank you for, for inviting me. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. 
children And everything looked to me This world is big But nothing is bigger than me My ways are higher than your ways My thoughts are higher too And you don't have to worry anymore Don't expect this world to love you But dear children, I always do I love you, I love you Then the deepest blue All I ask in return Is that you love me too Cast your cares to me Take my hand and walk with me Give me your troubles I'll give you peace Nothing can separate Nothing can separate 
live for your peace, Lord. Living for your touch, Lord. Honesty, loyalty, respect. These are words not applied to all mortgage and financial companies, but with Integrity Mortgage and Financial Incorporated, the name says it all. Integrity Mortgage prides themselves in maintaining an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. If you're interested in working with a company with integrity, call Neil Bode for more information at 866-816-9810. That's 866-816-9810. Integrity Mortgage and Financial, for your mortgage and financial needs. If your business is looking to make a change, talk to The Carter Group. For 20 years, The Carter Group has been assisting in corporate relocations, asset management, even hospital transition planning, offering customized solutions with successful results. Not a one-size-fits-all solution, but a solution tailored with the success of your business in mind. For more information, call The Carter Group at 312-422-5555. That's The Carter Group at 312-422-5555. Thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. Thank you to our guest, author, Nancy Nauman, for sharing her heart and vision for God being manifested in the workplace. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com, where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links on the website to our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, you could send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the Praise Line is open 24 hours a day, where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. Once again, that number for the Praise Line is 844-705-3410. 3410. We will play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. If you have any comments or questions, please email info at the solution radio show.com. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of the solution radio show. Uh, right now, we are in over 40 countries throughout the world that listen to the replay in the audio archives on the website and also several hundred cities throughout the United States, and, and we really are thankful for all of you that do listen. 
The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. If you'd like to help financially by donating to the Solution Radio Show for the outreach of God's Word, please make your check payable to Hope of Glory Bible Ministry. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, that mailing address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Also, there is a donation link available on our website at thesolutionradioshow.com. Thank you for your support. It is greatly appreciated. I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Carter Group with offices in Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis, Integrity Mortgage and Financial in Colorado Springs, Colorado, John's Handyman Service in the Aurora, Naperville area, Ameriprise Financial in Naperville, Wasatch Technology in Naperville, and Morningstar Computer Training and Consulting in the Aurora, Naperville area. Please visit the sponsors page on our website to find out more information about the Solution Radio Show sponsors. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best.